You're listening to episode 56 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast, Using Intuition with Jenny Rosevink. Prosper, flourish, bloom with your people, your close-knit group, your clan, straight out of area code 419 with the most cutting-edge, controversial, and enlightening information from the most knowledgeable experts in everything, mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. I'm your host, Rose Hollow. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again. I'd like to thank Deep Roots Wellness as our major sponsor of this podcast. Deep Roots Wellness is a holistic approach to mental health. If you would like more information about Deep Roots Wellness, please visit their website at www.matthollow.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-O-L-L-O.com. Or you can find Find Deep Roots Wellness on Facebook or Instagram. So I want to share a few upcoming events with you guys because there is so much going on and I feel like spring is finally here and all of a sudden my calendar is completely full Um, and I'm guessing a lot of yours are too. But if you are interested in holistic health, you might want to consider adding a few of these things to your calendar. Um... First of all, on Friday, April 5th at 6 p.m., Deep Roots Wellness and myself are hosting a First Friday's Art Therapy class, and this is a series that we're going to do. Um, The first one starts April 5th, and it's Mandala Journals and Meditation Intro. So join us to learn basic meditation and to make a watercolor mandala journal to take home. This class is appropriate for teens and adults, and all art supplies are provided. Please register at the link provided on the event listing on Facebook, or you can go to matthollow.com. Again, that's M-A-T-T-H-O-L-L-O.com and click on events and you can register there. The cost is $30. And again, that includes all of your art supplies, a meditation class and a journal to take home. So not bad. Um, for the price. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a small group. So there will be a lot of back and forth interaction. You can ask questions, you can give feedback, all those kinds of things, and we can help troubleshoot. Coming up the following weekend, we have Sunny Dispositions, Food Affects Mood. The Weston A. Price Foundation of Northwest Ohio Chapter is presenting a workshop on Saturday, April 13th at 10.30 a.m. at St. John United Church of Christ, 950 Webster Street, Defiance. That's the Defiance College Campus Church. The program topic is Sunny Dispositions, Addressing the Impact of Food We Eat on Our Moods and Clarity of Thinking. The session in particular will cover aspects of GAPS, Gut and Psychology Syndrome, the connection between what happens in our guts and in our heads. It's based on the work of Dr. Weston A. Price, a dentist who in the 1930s traveled the world asking, what do healthy primitive people untouched by the foods of commerce actually eat and how does this affect their health? 
There will be plenty of opportunity to ask questions and practical steps will be offered. This program is led by Dr. Karen Like, a board-certified clinical nutritionist and certified GAPS practitioner. If you have any questions about this event, you can text Karen at 404-993-7097. And this event is free and open to the public with free will donations gladly accepted to help cover our presenter's cost. And we do meet in a child-friendly room with toys, and it is a safe place for toddlers, little kids, um, younger babies like that. So if you have a nursing baby or a little um, child that you would like to bring along, they are more than welcome to attend, and we hope to see you there. Ahead to Sunday, April 28th at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., we have the Angel Spirit Fair. Deep Roots Wellness and this podcast are excited to be participating in the fourth annual Angel Spirit Fair to showcase some of our energy medicine techniques for mental wellness. Matt with Deep Roots Wellness will be giving free EFT tapping demos and I will be offering intuitive readings with Reiki Healing $15 for 20 minutes. We'll also be sharing information about what we do in our mental health counseling practice in Defiance. Come hang out with us and get nerdy on the spiritual aspect of mental health. Other participants will be offering intuition, mediumship, and various forms of spiritual communication and healing services at this fair. $5 gets you in the door and kids are free. This event is located in the UAW Memorial Hall in Defiance on Baltimore Avenue, which is the small white building adjacent to the large UAW building. And it sits kind of a little ways back off the road. So we hope to see some of you there. Uh, Check out this really cool event. Of course, I have to mention our big, big, big event, the Holistic Health Fair, coming up on Saturday, May 18th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. There is so much going on at this fair. I don't have enough time to talk about it on this podcast, but you really should check it out if you are on Facebook. Go to Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast or Deep Roots Wellness, click on events, and you will see the Holistic Health Fair. Um, I can tell you that there is an early bird yoga class that starts at 9 a.m. before the doors to the fair open. If you'd like to participate in that, you just show up. It's $10 for um, everyone um, ages 10 and Younger are $5, and that also includes entrance to the fair. So when the, when the yoga class is over, the fair will be opening up, and you'll have free admittance to that as well. If you would like to come between the hours of 10 and 2, the entrance fee is only $5, and kids in 10 and under are free. And this includes a large vendors area where there will be different um, holistic service providers, uh, some natural and handmade uh, body and body products. Uh, there are handmade toys. There are all kinds of things. Uh, and then we have a healing space where there are a few healers that are doing body work, such as massage, healing touch, um, herbology, things like that. 
And there is also a lineup of wonderful presentations that are planned from some of our favorite holistic health experts from the area. Uh, That schedule can also be viewed on our event page on Facebook. So, and this is all free to come in. Like once you pay the fee, you're free to pop in and out of these presentations. You can walk around the fair as you like. You can sign up to have uh, mini healing sessions done if you would like. And each of our um, healers that are doing those are charging a separate fee, of course. Um, It's first come, first serve. So we suggest coming early, but you can get some really great deals this day, get some really unique um, and intriguing information about maybe taking your health journey um, in a new direction or trying something new if you feel stuck in your health or wellness journey, Um, maybe getting a perspective that you haven't gotten before to improve your life. So we hope that you all come. We're trying to make this super affordable and accessible to our community here in Northwest Ohio and bring it to a more rural area so that people who don't want to travel to Toledo, Columbus, Fort Wayne, Detroit uh, can come to our little town here in Defiance and get some information and insight from some really uh, smart and um, well-credentialed and reputable providers. So that's what we're trying to do. Again, it's Saturday, May 18th. The doors open at 10 a.m. We hope everybody can come. And um, if anything, stop by and let me know that you listen to the podcast. That always really makes my day. (laughs) So hope to see you all there. Okay, let's get to the good stuff. I'd like to introduce Jenny Rosevink from Defiance, Ohio. And she is a really intriguing person. Uh, She has her Reiki Master certification, and she has taken Tina Zion's Medical Intuition and Advanced Medical Tuition training twice. She has been in one-on-one mentoring with Tina Zion for um, over a year and she has worked for over two years with a shaman to heal herself and learn her perspective and ways to address all of this energy medicine, energy intuition kind of stuff. Uh, She has a BA in sociology with a minor in psychology from BGSU. And last but not least, she has been something that is called wired, or she calls it, she's been wired and dealing with all sorts of metaphysical things her entire life. She's a highly sensitive person and she receives information in all ways, visions, signs, metaphors, knowing, feeling, hearing, and those sorts of things. So without further ado, let's start our interview. Hello, Jenny Rosevink. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Thank you, Rose. It's nice to be here. It is great to have you. I've been looking forward to this because I'm personally interested in some of the things that you do, and I think we have a few things in common. And um, I don't know. I'm hoping that if I find this interesting that our listeners will too. So um, I want to dive right in and ask you the question that I always start out my interviews with, how are you thriving in the 419? You know, at this point in my life, I'm just really working on being fully present wherever I am and with the people that I'm with. 
So it's kind of a new experience for me to be in the same places in town um, with people I'm familiar with or not and be more present with them. So that has become more enjoyable to me. Um, Other than that, I don't have many hobbies, but wherever I am, I try to be fully there. I love that. Um, I've been trying to do the same thing lately, and one of my New Year's resolutions, if you believe in resolutions, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about making resolutions, but I decided that this year my what I'm going to strive for is slowing down and striving yes. for and slowing down are two different things. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've found that. And the more people I talk to lately, the more I hear kind of the same desire of slowing down, being more present, being in the moment. Um, some people yeah. say they want to start meditating more. A lot of people say they're praying more. Um, doing things like that and a really increasing awareness of spirituality and um, wanting to tap into something a little bit more, a little deeper, a little bit more. um, I don't know. It's like people want to reconnect. They're, they're looking for that reconnection to something that's bigger than them, I think. So it's really interesting that you brought that up. Well, yeah. And I think that it's, it's kind of underrated how you can do that by what we already talked about and what I mentioned about taking a moment to pause with whoever you're with or in the situation and just kind of settling in and maybe taking a moment to back off of what's happening and just observe. And I I find that a great practice for myself to be in tune with my spiritual side and the deeper side of myself. So I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you do something called intuitive energy work, um, and I know that there are, there are a lot of different facets that go into that, but can you describe what it is that you do? Yes. So the titles of things that I say I do the work are medical intuition, mediumship, and Reiki, but as you mentioned, there's so many aspects and so many techniques. Um, so when I'm in a situation with somebody or a session with someone, what I do is to have their permission. And once I get their t- permission, I turn my sensors, um, my intuition basically all the way up. And I sit and observe what's happening in their energy field and their being. Um, I observe what's happening with it, the significance of what's happening. A lot of times that looks like me seeing something or noticing something in an area of the body, and I describe what I'm feeling and sensing. And sometimes that comes off in uh, kind of describing like a photograph or a memory. Sometimes that comes across as feelings or metaphors even. And then once I find that information, I ask for the significance of it and what we need to know about it or be aware. And then from there, uh, it's kind of like dealing with the point of origin with what's happening or whatever we need to do to make a lasting change for health, healing, wholeness, uh, realignment, a better flow of their energy. I know there's a lot of going on with that answer, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of different things that are happening in a session and with the intuitive energy work. So when you're going into a session, do you decide what type of a session it's going to be and what tools you're going to use, or does it just sort of unfold naturally? 
it totally unfolds in its own way. Sometimes people come to me um, with specific requests about a Reiki session or a mediumship session, but I find that it usually ends up all rolled into one session anyway. Um, I have divine guidance that I work with. And I rely on them and their guides to show up for the session to find out what's best or what's most needed to be addressed. And as long as the person is comfortable with what's coming up, the information, and whatever's attached to that, we roll with it. And usually that's when the best results come out of something is when it's opened up to be explored for their highest and best. And as long as they allow that, we go down that path and there's so many different possibilities of what happens. I cannot even list them all or even begin to describe because while the, the aspects of the session are pretty much the same, what happens in the sessions are so varied. Right. I can, I can imagine. And people come with such unique stories. Each one of us has a different story to tell, different experiences, different history. And I, I know that some even believe that it goes back generations and generations through our DNA or through some sort of spiritual um, thing that we pass from one generation to another. So it seems like it wouldn't be a one-size-fits-all solution for everybody when they come in the door. Would, would you say that that is kind of the way that you roll? Is that what you believe? Oh, yeah. Wherever they go, I go. Nothing can be too weird or out there for me. As you were talking about things that are handed down in our DNA, I got chills. So when you're in a session or you're just reading something, if you get chills or teary eyes, that's usually stumbling back upon a deep truth. And many times, even in the sessions, I know this gets pretty far out there, but this even deals with past lives. So there's no time frame or distance that is a hindrance to this work. Um, it goes wherever it needs to go to find healing and peace. Um, and if the person's comfortable going there, then I'm all for it. Awesome. So speaking of comfort, I was wondering if you could share, if you're comfortable, um, a personal story about how you got interested in this field and how you started to um, get into it. What, what prompted all of this? You know, I don't have just one pinpoint or specific story. It's mainly how, as a child even, I've lived my whole life, and there were just so many things that I experienced that I couldn't explain. And even as a child, there were times that I knew things from my parents or other loved ones or adults, and I remember, you know, if they were upset or if they were dealing something very heavy, I always had awareness of that. And even as a child, I would ask them what was going on or if they were okay. And of course, being a child and then being the parent, it's not something that they're going to share with you or is appropriate. Um, but so I always just knew. And then going through my life, it started to kind of not make sense because I would experience things or I just know things, but people wouldn't. Um, either be aware of themselves or it wouldn't be appropriate to talk to them about. Um, and so as I got older, it just it kind of expanded and I was always aware of spirits around me um, and different energy. And so it finally got to a point where it was, I would honestly describe it at that point, a detriment. It was a heavy burden for me to be dealing with because I didn't understand it. Um, what was coming through was like the heavier stuff. 
And so it finally got to a point where I could no longer ignore it or push it aside. I needed to understand what was happening to me, why it was happening, and how I could work with it. So that's how I came across the work is one person to another. Then I'd read books, and I just kind of found my own way through it. And then I experienced Reiki, and I decided that that would be a great way for me to work with the energy, and it was. And then I found my mentor, and so here we are. It's just kind of one thing to another. And now coming out on the other side of being in control of it, and I have the choice when I'm out in life to not experience things the way that I used to. So it's not a detriment at all anymore. I definitely would say it's one of my best strengths and assets, and it's something I very much enjoy now. That's amazing. That is so cool. So I'm going to ask kind of a stupid question, and I'm sorry. I apologize in advance for this, but um, do you read people's thoughts? I think you've kind of alluded to the fact that you don't exactly read thoughts, but I know people are thinking this, like, does she read people's thoughts, and does she talk to dead people? Does she see dead people? You know, those kinds of things. So can you answer those questions? (laughs) For sure. Um, no, I absolutely do not read people's thoughts. I deeply respect and honor people's privacy, confidentiality, and their own processes. I would hate for someone else to read my thoughts. So I don't even go there. And even when I'm in sessions, I only ask to know or to be shown things that are pertinent to what we're dealing with. So even in a session, I won't know somebody's deepest, darkest secrets, and people can block that information from you anyways. So no, no thought reading. Um, sometimes if you're out or even in a conversation with somebody, if they're really highly emotionally charged, either with anger or happiness, sometimes like feelings come shooting off of them. And that's a little bit harder to ignore. But even if I sense something strongly from someone, I don't follow it and look into their being is what I call it without permission. Because, you know, it's not my business to know. And if they're not asking for a session or for me to look, I just don't. Um, And then, yes, I absolutely talk to dead people. um, And I sense them. I don't always see them. When I'm out and in my normal life, even when I'm at home, I've gotten to a point of being able to control what level I'm sensing at, and I just choose not to sense that all the time. Um, so in sessions with mediumship or even just doing the medical intuition, it comes up a lot to talk to people who would seemingly be dead. But I definitely reassure people that it's only our physical body that dies. It's not our spirit or our soul that energy that makes us, us, our essence is always alive. It's just in a different form then. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually taking some notes here, and I'm going to put some of these um, notes in our show notes so people can come back and read later. This is so interesting. (laughs) I'm glad you think so. (laughs) So kind of going a little deeper then, um, I've also been noticing lately that people are talking more about manifesting and the power of intention, which is interesting because I remember when, do you know what the the secret is? It was a documentary that was done about 12 years ago or something. When that came out, people were really, really interested in it. And then it sort of died away a little bit. 
Um, and I'm noticing that people are sort of getting interested in that again. Um, so what do you think about that? What do you think about the power of intention and manifesting and um, how people can go about using that sort of empowerment in their own lives? For sure. I think actually it's something that we all do every day, every hour, minute, second of the day, whether we realize it or not. So I would say that intention is the basis of manifesting. And intention can be passive or active. Um, we can be positive or negative in it. It's kind of complicated because it's tied to our beliefs, our experiences, our thought patterns. But once you want to experience anything, you basically just decide what you want it to be. So the first step of it would be what decide what you do want, but it needs to be in positive terms. So if you want money, you can't be focusing on the lack or poverty. It has to be on the positive side of it about focusing on the abundance of it or that you're worthy of money. It's easy to earn money. And then to the next step would be to imagine how it would feel with whatever you want to experience. Maybe you just want to experience happiness. And so if you can even imagine or even link up, even if it's hard for you to imagine how happiness may feel or some other, whatever subject it is, if you can even watch a movie or talk to somebody who's really good at experiencing that, you can kind of get the feeling of actually the feeling of how it would be. And so then you focus on how it would feel and the positive emotions of it. And then uh -huh. the next step is just to enjoy it. You kind of take the pressure off of imagining what you'd want in a way and then enjoying how it would feel and just be there with it. And then I think the step that most people get screwed up, even myself, is we have to step out of our own way so we can call up all these magnificent things or set our intent to manifest the beautiful relationship in our life or our next car or job opportunity or whatever it may be. But we're also so powerful that we can block that from ourselves, block that from receiving it. So you kind of just have to set the intent, connect with it, and then set your intent to allow yourself to receive it. And then, like I already mentioned, but sometimes you kind of have to check yourself to see if you really believe that it's possible or if you're worthy of receiving it. Even in my own experience, I've noticed a lot of things I've blocked for myself because of past experiences or beliefs that maybe I know it's possible and other people can have it, but I can't. So you kind of have to check your worthiness. And if it's something that you need to work on, sometimes that takes more work to understand why you may be feeling that way or maybe naturally blocking something from you. And then you just start the process over um, and check back frequently. And then you also have to trust your own intuition because I find once I start manifesting something, like I wanted recently a beautiful rug. And so I put the intention out quite a while ago. And um, I didn't check back in on it a lot, but I kind of let it go. And then I was wanting the rug for a great deal. And then I thought that I wouldn't find this beautiful rug for the great deal because, of course, it would be worth a lot, right? And so uh -huh. I had to get that belief out of the way. And then finally, I actually got the rug. I got this beautiful, huge, humongous, luxurious rug, and it was a great value. And that's just kind of how it works. 
the manifesting and setting your intent. Very cool. And I know when um, you sent me some notes about what you do before this interview, and you talked a lot in your notes about love. And I know we didn't plan as part of our conversation um, specifically, but I'm wondering how that ties into the intuition and what you do with people and manifesting and um, intention and all of that. Well, the love always makes me choked up, so you might hear me cry, but... um, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's perfectly fine. This is good information for people to have. The love I talk about is not necessarily the love that we rely on other people to give us or experience it. Love how I work with it is the basis of all things, the basis of creation, the basis of our life force energy, the basis of God, um, so many things. So it's that love. It's that pure, powerful, unconditional love. And many times we block our own ability to be with that, even for ourselves. And I think sometimes Uh that's why we have so many issues then in our personal relationships, because we know it's something that we can access and we inherently deserve, but somehow when we're not allowing that connection for ourselves, we look outside of it from other people. Um, and that's kind of a dangerous game to play uh, just because it's something that we absolutely have to allow for ourselves first. Um, and then it doesn't matter so much of what other people do or if we need to be deserving of anyone else's love because it's our connection with our life force. I know that kind of sounds out there. Is that making sense, though? It makes sense to me, and I think you're really getting to a root of a lot of what society deals with today, because I don't know. I mean, I feel like that topic could be a whole separate podcast episode, and I know... um, with my husband and I working in mental health, that's something that we see sometimes. Um, and that also can be generational. And, and the, I think that the culture in Northwest Ohio kind of goes about that from the opposite direction, um, that you're not okay unless you prove yourself and that, you know, you're not worthy unless you work hard and you earn that, you know, earn your worth. And, um, that's not the, the, the angle that I personally come at it from, but, um, I think that it's, it is really an issue in this neck of the woods, um, where we, we sort of have this idea where we can't, we don't, see ourselves as acceptable unless we are proving ourselves to others. And that, that can really take a lifetime to undo once that mindset is there. So sometimes even more than one life for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see that going back in generations in my family. And I know that it's part of the culture um, and part of the religion, the back background that we come from, but um, I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> honestly. No, no. And the, the lack of love, and from what I find, I mean, in all this work, basically what I'm doing is 
you know, standing in that love and working from that love and helping other people reconnect with it. So the basis of most issues in our life or even physical issues are go back to usually an emotion or incident and what our beliefs are, what happened to that. And the more that we can align with that love in any situation, um, the more powerful we get, the more empowered we get, the healthier we get, uh, our ability to heal ourselves and be present in things how we wish to be is like everything is dramatically improved by our ability to be in that love and allow ourselves to be receiving and worthy of that. And it's not always something that easy to do, but going back even to intent and manifestation, it all starts with our exploration or our decision to start allowing it. And then the universe kind of aligns and supports us in whatever we need to do to process that and to help align ourselves with it. Right. Are you a fan of Louise Hay? I am. Yes. All right. I just wanted to mention that because that's what she talks about a lot. And I I think if any of our listeners are interested in the topic of love and loving yourself, that's really someone that's good to look into. Louise Hay, um, yeah. You Can Heal Yourself is, is one of her most popular books, and she has many others. Um, yeah. 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 All right. So who benefits from what you do? And um, sec- secondarily, how can others learn how to do this? And I think that you, you've you touched on a lot of things that um, kind of have to do with everybody has intuition and everyone can tap into love and those kinds of things. But can you tell me, like, who would benefit from, from what you do? And then if, if those people are interested in learning how to do what you do, how would you go about doing that? Yeah, so who would benefit is basically anyone and everyone, even if they're healthy or unhealthy in a good place, mentally, emotionally or not. Um, children to elderly, there's no age limit. Um, even I do have had, I've had people buy sessions for other people on their behalf, even if they have been, you know, kind of dealing with something with their health or even if they haven't been able to consciously respond, as long as that individual gives me permission to do the session, I do. And I, uh, again, I deeply respect and honor confidentiality and privacy and free will choice. So it's only if they give me permission and then I only share stuff in the session if they allow. So literally anybody. So a parent could buy a session uh, for their child or I could work with them between them both, even if the child isn't present on different topics. I do this for animal, all kinds of animals, uh, horses, cats, dogs, pets. They can be living or physically deceased. That doesn't matter. Um, I also do this work for land and homes to help clear and realign that to love and light also. Uh, so there's no limit on who would benefit from this. And then how other people can do it. So in the sessions, uh, they're given homework all the time. And the homework is how they can themselves work through whatever issues to continue their healing and alignment at home. So much of it is taught in their sessions, whatever is pertinent to what they're dealing with. And then other than that, uh, my mentor is Tina Zion, and she has a website, which is tinazion.com. 
she has quite a few books out right now. And she also offers training courses like I've taken for the medical intuition. Um, she offers them around the world. So those are a great option to learn all the steps and the basis of energy in the work. And then, like you mentioned, there's a lot of great authors out like Lewis Hayes and others that talk about love and energy and how to work with it. Awesome. Sounds like there's plenty of resources out there if people want to tap into them. Oh, yeah. And I would definitely say to listen, to just follow their own intuition. If something feels appropriate or not for them or right or wrong, I mean, there's so many different techniques and avenues to something. It's definitely possible for someone to follow their own path among it. And I would definitely recommend that they trust what makes sense to them. Yeah, and I think... Something that helps me sometimes is talking to people who are doing things that I'm interested in and kind of seeing what they do, you know, picking their brain a little bit and deciding whether that fits with what I had thought might work for myself or how it might not. And yeah, and I think that there, even in Northwest Ohio, I found there's this pocket of people like you and I that, and a lot of our listeners who are interested in these kinds of things. So, you know, coming to, I know you're going to mention the holistic health fair, but coming to things like the holistic health fair and other events where people gather um, is a really great way to find out about what's going on out there and what the resources are and, and really get to talk to people because I, I mean, I've been into holistic health and spirituality and things for a very long time, but I'm always learning new things and yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's really, it's really great to be able to talk to people who are um, into this kind of stuff and, and see what their journey has been like and um, learn new things. But anyway, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I rambling. said absolutely. You're fine. No, you're okay. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with you after listening to this podcast, how can they do that? Yeah, they can visit my Facebook page, which is Selenite and Sage, or they can email me at selenite at gmail.com. That's S-E-L-E-N-I-T-E-S-A-G-E at gmail.com. Um, they can call or text me at 419-980-6513. Again, that's 419-980-6513. I do sessions in my office, and my office is located above Sam Spicer Realty in downtown Defiance. The appointments or the sessions are by appointment only, but even if you can't come into the office, there are stairs to get up at. I offer telephone or Skype appointments session-wise. And then I'll also be at some fairs coming up on Sunday, April 28th from 11 to 5 at the UAW Memorial Hall here in Defiance is the Angel Spirit Fair. And there is a $5 cover charge to get in there. And there will be other practitioners like myself who have tables set up to offer our services or just to get to know us and talk to us a little bit. And then, of course, we have the Holistic Health Fair that you're putting on on Saturday, May 18th from 10 to 2 at St. John's United Church of Christ here in Defiance. And I will be present there also. Um, I would like to thank you for your time. I know that 
sometimes fitting these interviews into your day at these weird times can be challenging for people. So I really appreciate the work that you put into preparing for this and taking the time to talk to our listeners about this really interesting topic. And um, I would definitely encourage people to come to the Holistic Health Fair or the Angel Spirit Fair um, and talk to Jenny a little bit more about what she does and um, get hooked up with some intuition. And thank you, Jenny, again for your time. This was really cool. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time. Keep thriving.